Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Varsity Blues may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. You made me watch Varsity Blues. I did. Also, uh, welcome back to You Made Me Watch. Yes. We would like to thank everyone who filled in for us during our unexpected hiatus. Yeah. Uh, Angie and Marty from Great Lakes Crossing mm-hmm. took over. Great Lakes Crossing is a mall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> From Great Lakes Confidential. Please keep that in. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, now I have to. Oh, my God. <laughs> like they live at the mall. <laughs> Marty dresses like a penguin, and he lives at the aquarium at the mall. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, and Angie is made of Legos. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> she was born in Legoland. <laughs> Do they like to hang out at the Rainforest Cafe? Yes. Mm, Figured. (laughs) Yes. So they filled in for us the first week, Mm -hmm. and then we had Ryan and Amanda from Dead Waves. You're so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's no mall that starts with Dead Waves, is there? I would hope not. Uh, They did the next week with Chris Morgan, Mm -hmm. uh, who is a fellow improviser of theirs, and he and I did stand up together, and he is an author. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the most recent episode, we had Johnny Mockney from We Are Movies take over, and he had Louis Michael on as his guest. Yes. Thank you, everyone. We had um, a very unexpected tragedy, and um, we we're just trying to survive the Christmas season. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes life is really crappy. And it's really hard to try and be funny, so. Yeah, and it really sucked that everything that happened happened immediately after we recorded the last episode we were on, because that episode we also talk about how immediately after we watched that movie, mm-hmm. um, we lost our cat. Yeah. So. so uh, and then we had an even greater loss, but that's not for a fun podcast, uh, but we'd like to thank our friends for filling in for us and yes. helping us out when we really needed them. And uh, it was a tough holiday, but we made it through it. And I, I feel better on the flip side. Me too. 
Yeah. Looking forward to a new year. Yeah. I can't see is how you're going to pick a movie worse than <laughs> Varsity Fucking Blues. Oh, At my work, God. too, everyone was kind of making fun of me because I don't watch a lot of sports movies, which really isn't true. I have seen a lot of sports movies. Yeah. I just like good ones, like <laughs> League of Their Own and Basketball. Oh, and Basketball, how <laughs> and dare dodgeball. you. Dodgeball. I told everyone this morning, I was like, oh, I, I ended up watching Varsity Blues last night. And they said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, uh, the acting was amateurish at best, and the tone was all over the fucking place. It was a huge fucking mess. And the jock guy at work goes, <laughs> yeah, well, you like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which, you know, <laughs> too cheap. Tucci. <laughs> yeah, so this movie came out when I was, um, I want to say, like, maybe a sophomore or junior in high school. So About 99. Yes, 1999. So, of course, I, like, went and saw it with all my friends because I'm pretty sure the whipped cream bikini was in the trailer. And we were like, what? What kind of crazy sexy movie is this? It is sad that that is probably what Allie Larder is most known for and mm -hmm. this is like her first movie yeah yeah and she's gone on to do other things she I knew her mostly from being in the tv series heroes yes yeah I only knew of that scene from not another teen movie where they parody oh, that oh yes yeah so it was kind of fun to see the, the original. original yeah yeah <laughs> um I remember seeing this in the theater and immediately afterwards being like oh my god is that what it's like when you have a boyfriend you're just like totally cool with just like putting whipped cream on yourself like I was so I was so little <laughs> that I had no idea yeah you have never worn cool whip clothes for me at all <laughs> that sounds terrible if I'm being perfectly that, honest it sounds very messy it sounds disgusting didn't they have to use shaving cream? You know what? That is the trivia on IMDb, but I do have to say, because I was watching that scene very closely, <laughs> um, because I was wondering actually practically how it was done, and you can see the uh, flesh-colored bikini that she's wearing underneath it, mm -hmm. at least uh, the bottom part. Yeah. And... I think it's molded plastic and it's incorrectly listed as shaving cream because there is a scene where it rubs against her arm and it does not move at all. Oh, nice. So, yeah, no, I, I think it is a molded piece that they just taped on her. Yeah. Yeah. That actually makes sense. But. Which is so weird that something I read on the internet isn't true. What? That's crazy. This acting. It blew my mind. I thought, oh, well, maybe they just cast a lot of, like, community theater people from Texas to no. play all the parents. Because all the parents are so fucking bad. It reminds me of, like, you know, we do we do Shakespeare in the park. Oh, uh, football. Okay, I, I think I can approximate the role of a uh, football fan father. From, oh, from Texas? Yeah, oh, yes, I can do a Texas accent. Come on, boy. You know I oh, love that. Oh, it was so bad. I oh, think part oh. of it is the writing. I think it was written very poorly. Oh, yeah. 
and it's directed very terribly. It's written, by the way, by the guy who wrote Point Blank, which, um, or Point Break, sorry, with Keanu Reeves and Patrick yeah, Swayze, yeah, yeah. which is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's directed by Brian Robbins, and I don't know if you ever heard Paul Shear talk about his experience Mm-mm. working on, I think it's Meet Dave, is the Eddie Murphy movie where mm-hmm. he's like a robot and there's a bunch of little people running him yeah. <laughs> from inside his head or whatever. Okay. Brian Robbins, first of all, is like a child actor. He was on Different Strokes, Facts of Life. Most notably, he played the bad boy on Head of the Class. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, after that, went on to direct a bunch of Nickelodeon stuff with Dan Schneider from Head of the Class as well. Ooh. And uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy apparently would just hire him to direct all those comedies that mm-hmm. he was doing just to churn out money and everything because Brian Robbins would take direction from Eddie Murphy very well. Ah. Yeah. So he was just sort of like Eddie Murphy's like, yeah, yeah, Eddie. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, Paul Shear, I don't remember where it was, but has like a whole interview about uh, Brian Robbins just being a piece of shit. <laughs> so, uh, and he apparently like Scott Kahn because he worked with Scott Kahn again but I do think that the best acting in this movie even though the guy's a piece of shit in real life is John Voight <laughs> yeah he's very emotional in this as a football coach I kept thinking letter Kenny too where I was Did like really? oh I wonder if that's exactly like what if this is exactly what's being parodied probably a little bit it also has a very young 11-year-old Jesse Plemons. It does, and it's so adorable. Yep. I'm like, I'll get him. So one of the things that I remember, cause, so I guess this is like an MTV-produced movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember James Vanderbeek did like some interview on MTV, like TRL or probably something like that, and they're asking him, they're like, so what made you dye your hair? Because in Dawson's Creek, his hair is blonde. Okay. I mean, it was just highlighted, but he has, like, lighter hair, like, more kind of like how mine is naturally. And he's like, I just don't want people to associate, you know, mocks with Dawson. Like, he thought (laughs) that his character of Dawson was so iconic. He decided to dye his hair to, to really separate the two. Yeah. He's since grown a sense of humor about himself. Yeah. I mean, he played himself in one of the Kevin Smith movies. He played himself on um, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Oh, okay. Yeah. He seems real funny. Okay. Well, that that's good. I'm, yeah. I'm glad because, man, this movie made me really want to rush out and never watch an episode of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> oh, Dawson's Creek is fucking terrible. You would hate it. Yeah. So now I've gone from seeing, <laughs> you said uh, Paul Walker was in Pleasantville? Yes. Okay, so I've gone from seeing one Paul Walker movie to seeing three of them now, thanks to you. Yeah, are you happy about it? Uh, Ron Lester, who played Billy Bob, was <laughs> actually, the character Wendell was also really good. Yeah, but he, they don't really give him all that much to do. They don't like, give anyone that much to do. Like, the whole storyline of Mox kind of like 
Allie Larder like going hitting on him and everything. Mm-hmm. We never find out what Paul Walker thinks about that. No, at all. and that's supposed to be his girlfriend. Like, yeah. like it's every character is either a cliche mm-hmm. or horribly underwritten. Oh yeah, no, everyone's just an accessory to the the storyline of you know will Mox be a good quarterback. Like who fucking cares? Yeah, and there's no stakes. Like towards the end of the movie, there's like the you know he gets <laughs> this drives me insane. He gets into Brown University on a full academic scholarship. Yeah, like and then I, he's like, I'm gonna mess up your 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 scholarship so you can't go if you don't play the way I want you to play. Like so, there's like those stakes, but it's like. So what? He'll just play and then it'll be fine. <laughs> There's so, just no stakes the whole movie. Yeah. The movie's garbage. I mean, <laughs> it, it's really awful. I think it's sad, too, that Aaliyah Swinton, who played Wendell, mm-hmm. was actually uh, a football player and got injured. Yeah. And this is his only credit. And he's pretty good in it. And it kind of mirrors the story yeah. of the character of, well, I, I didn't really get a chance because, you know, people in charge are racist and mm-hmm. I'm black. And I was like, huh, art or life certainly seems to be imitating art there. Yeah. There's like two scenes about how he's like, oh, you know, this everybody's racist here. And that's why I'm not, you know, getting recruited to colleges because my coach won't call for me. There's like two scenes about that and you're like, okay. And then there's like two scenes about the the teacher being an exotic dancer. And then there's like two there's just too many yeah, little and, side things going on. And totally it was so weird. Like that whole teacher thing. I was like, what movie is all of this in? Because we also have the storyline of Billy Bob wanting to commit suicide. Like For some reason. Yeah. Like He's got a he's got a so he's got a serious head injury and his coach is like you're going to play anyway and then it's also his fault when his head injury knocks him like when he continues to suffer from his head injury and is unable to block the other team he's like it's your fault I'm like that is so fucking stupid Ugh. It was so, like, this movie aged. I mean, now that it was great when it came out, it really wasn't. It was just another teeny bopper movie. It's weird because I feel like it's one that kind of stuck around. Like, people somehow have nostalgia for it. And I think it's the whipped cream bikini. Maybe. I think because it was parodied and, like, that has been kind of parodied. It's just had some, like, weird staying power. But it's not a good movie. Like, it's bad. Yeah. I told you that um, tangentially, there is something pretty significant to me and our cat Gizmo. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because of this movie. So I have two tangents to go on, and then I'm pretty much done talking about <laughs> this fucking awful movie. Uh-huh. When they kept saying, pass, 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 I was like, man, I wish we had passed on this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So the soundtrack is super 1999. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. So much music that I love. It is the hits of 1999. Yes. Actually, maybe that's part of why it stays around is because the soundtrack is so maybe. awesome. And it really surprises me because I think it's this and the faculty maybe mm-hmm. 
use a song called Every Little Thing Counts mm-hmm. by a band called Janice Stark. Mm-hmm. Who they're basically like a British Foo Fighters. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even put that together until reading uh, doing like a deep dive on Janice Stark last night because mm-hmm. I really didn't care about this fucking movie <laughs> at all. And I loved Janice Stark. Very obscure band. Mm-hmm. This is why I love them because they were a three piece and two of the members were in English Dogs, which is a deep cut British oi punk band mm-hmm. that I really, really love. And... um the uh, frontman guitarist of Janice Stark, who played mm-hmm. guitars in English Dog, is named Graham Butt, and um, okay, his stage name was Giz. So I've been calling Gizmo one of his nicknames, Giz Butt, based on Graham Butt <laughs> from Janice Stark. And you know how like Dennis and Wani and a bunch of people call me Pinch. Yes, Andrew Pinching, Pinch. <laughs> is the drummer for Janice Stark and from English Dogs as well. And when I wrote a screenplay, there was a character who was very obviously based on me. It was, what? I think, the second screenplay I ever wrote. Mm-hmm. And that character's name was Pinch. And uh, that's why my email address at the time was like pinch1011 at comcast.net, which, you know, is no longer that. That's and- embarrassing. Yeah. No, it's it's horribly embarrassing. That's I also so embarrassing listened... for you. <laughs> You're such an asshole. That's so embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Why are you sharing this out loud? You should feel with bad. Me and strangers. <laughs> you should really feel worse about this. I listened to Janice Stark on the way in this to work this morning, and I forgot how much I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but here is something very sad with all that. I wanted to see what Wakey. <laughs> Who is the singer of English Dogs has mm-hmm. been up to. He did a band called Weren't with some of the members of Charge GBH. And um, I found one listing of his obituary in 2016. And I kept Aww. trying to find more and more information. And then I found a English Dogs uh, fan page on Facebook. And I reached out to the... Um, administrator from that and asked mm-hmm. if he had any additional news because I can't find anything else listing that at all and even it was on like legacy.com and mm-hmm. even when you click on that the obituary has been removed so I I don't know uh, that's weird yeah Wakey you from... really send an email to the administrator of a website of a fan <laughs> page on Facebook on Facebook? <laughs> Are you embarrassed? <laughs> That's so embarrassing. So you want the last tangent <laughs> before so you can stop verbally beating me up. <laughs> it's just, you just talked for so long about shit nobody knows anything about. Here's the true crime story. That didn't have anything to do with anything. The song was in the soundtrack. Oh, my God. You're such a fucking asshole. 
I'm so mad at you right now. You should be so embarrassed. <laughs> well, I wasn't, but now I am. <laughs> That's so embarrassing for you. <laughs> Do you want the true crime story? And then can we wrap this up? <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. So Mox's little brother is played by an actor named Joe Pitchler, who's mm-hmm. also in the Beethoven movies that is on your list of movies that you're going to make me watch. Oh, yeah. You're going to hate those, too. Yes. Okay. Continue. So when Joe Pitchler was 18 years old, he mm-hmm. was at a party with a bunch of his friends. This is 2006. Mm-hmm. And then at about 4.15 a.m., he left the party and was never seen again. And everyone described him as being in a good mood. Everything mm-hmm. was fine. They found his car four days later. Uh, it was abandoned behind a restaurant. Okay. Authorities stopped investigating really uh, for foul play because they said that they found a couple pages of a suicide note in the car. And his mom was like, no, that's actually a poem that he wrote. Mm -hmm. So no, it's not a suicide note. So it is still unsolved to this day. His remains have never been found. Oh, that's so weird. He just completely up and disappeared. There are theories that maybe he and his friends experimented with drugs and he may have overdosed and his friends ditched his body somehow. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't uh, apparently I I don't know what happened. Uh, apparently, he got his braces off and he was ready to head to L.A. and mm-hmm. start working on acting more. That's crazy. There have been rumored sightings of him, but yeah. nothing concrete about whatever happened to him. That's creepy. Still open investigation. Of wow, what happened to him? That's kind of terrifying. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about that? I feel like you wanted to make me sad so I'd stop making fun of you. (laughs) (laughs) I just know that you like true crime. I do. That's just like really, that's really crazy. And he just disappeared. And like that his remains have never been found. Right. Because, I mean, that's one of those things where if you find remains, like it could go either way. It could be that he killed himself. It could be like that something happened to him but the fact that his remains have never been found really like is a game changer yeah there is some other stuff like there was vomit found in his car Mm -hmm. and then people also wonder too why in posting a description of him it's never officially listed apparently he had a star wars tattoo oh and uh, apparently, you know, that was left off as uh, identifying marks. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I don't know. There's definitely uh, speculation, but it's all speculation I read on Reddit. So, oh. who knows Yeah. how, you know. But, yeah, people definitely have theories. That's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely something I think you should dive into deeper before we watch one of the Beethoven movies. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that was Varsity Blues. (laughs) Oh, also, um, so the guy who plays Billy Bob, this is so sad. So he he's humongous in this movie. I think he was like close to 500 pounds. Yeah. 
after the movie, like maybe 10 years later, he lost like a bunch of weight mm-hmm. and was like this big success story. And, you know, like they're like, oh, he looks so good. One of the things I remember they did a profile on him in, uh, in one of the magazines I read. And he was talking about how he actually shrunk two inches after losing all the weight because of the fat that he lost from the top of oh, his head yeah. and the bottom wow. of his feet. It ended up making him look so much younger mm-hmm. after he lost weight, too, because he's 28 when he shot this movie. Yeah. And the shots of him online of after he lost weight 10 years after this, when mm-hmm. he was close to 40. Yeah. He ends up looking like he's 28. Yep. He looks amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, the curse of Varsity Blues. <laughs> curse of Ron Varsity Lester, Blues. Uh, no. Paul Walker. Yeah, Ron Lester um actually did end up dying of liver and kidney failure um in 2016. Yeah. So he was 45. Mm-hmm. So um I don't know if he had an illness or something like that or I mean I know a big part of like what ended his life was because he had been so unhealthy for so long. Oh, yeah. Here's the message of the movie. Get out of your small town because you're a loser if you never leave, which is hurtful. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Yes, I do think it's good to leave your home and, like, see what else is out there. But there's also nothing wrong with landing back there. Like, yeah, do what makes you happy. Be where, where you're happiest. Yeah. But this movie was so much like, if I stay here, I'm just going to end up locked down. Yeah, it did. It was very anti small town America. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was so anti small town America. It was bad on a level that made it enjoyable. Like, if it had been any worse, I would have been like, I'm mad. Then I'm watching this. (laughs) But it was just bad enough that I could have a good time. All right. I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, thank you again, everyone, for being patient with us while mm-hmm. we were gone, and thank you again to our friends for filling in for us. Yeah. Really appreciate it a whole lot. I reached out to three people to give us a hand, and all three people said yeah. Said yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you, Angie. Thank you. Amanda, thank you, Johnny, for putting together those three episodes for us. Yes, thank you, thank you. All right, well. You know, Marty, Ryan, Chris, and Yeah, you know, the rest of them. But, you know, those were the three people I reached out to. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't watch Varsity Blues. You don't need to. No, watch it. Watch it. It's fun. Enjoy how bad it is. Uh, Get the soundtrack. posted a picture of the announcers on our Instagram mm-hmm. who were real life announcers for high school football Yeah, games. they just happened to be... They were fantastic. They were fantastic. I liked them a whole lot. I did too. I thought, I was like, oh, these guys are great. I wonder what else they're in. And then I saw I'm like, oh, they they were just the announcers in the town. That's amazing. I tried announcing Parks and Rec men's baseball Mm-hmm. When I worked in television you don't back know in anything about baseball, I know an, I I know more about baseball than I do any other sport, and that means I know next to nothing about baseball because <laughs> I know nothing about every other sport. Yeah, but all I did was roast 
Of course you did. Yeah. I, and, you know, this is pre-me doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jeff Markowski, who is the guy that I worked with, telling me over the headset, like, hey, uh, you know, these guys actually watch the games, and uh, next week they may all want to beat your ass <laughs> unless you stop <laughs> right now. Oh, that's funny. Where I would be like, oh, that's old Brian Butterfinger's work back there. Uh of course, he got his nickname there, Paul, because he can't hold on to anything. He saw he dropped that ball. And, you know, what just is like, wrong with you? You're yeah, so insane. Really just wow. me shitting on people for doing something better than I could do. <laughs> You're so rude. I am. Oh, my God. That's so mean. Yep. All right. All right. Well, that was Varsity Blue. Yep. Thank you. You're so welcome. Hey, uh, check out our Facebook group and let us know, is there a sports movie we should watch? Yeah, there's plenty that we haven't seen. I have only seen three sports movies in my life. Yeah. I have seen League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. I have seen Basketball. Mm-hmm. And I have seen Caddyshack 2. Wow. Can we count Kingpin? Yeah, it's a sport. Okay, I haven't seen it. I don't even know what to say to you. I love you. I've seen Kingpin, and I've seen more than three sports movies. I was going to say, I'm like, this is not true. All right, now I'm just doing bits. All right, thank you, everyone. We appreciate you. Yes. Keep being awesome. Yes. Bye. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Don't talk to me like that. Shut. (laughs) What? Shut. (laughs) You are so high. You are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I saw you doing a lot of drugs. PCP is not a drug. It's a drug. It's a vitamin. (laughs)